Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gail Morgan welcoming you to the Libertarian Counterpoints Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. You've heard their point. Now listen to the counterpoint. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on December 1st, 2021. Somehow managing to make it through most of the year, even though Biden's our president. That's a a miracle in itself. But uh, before we get into any of the issues, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have our invisible hand, James Just, who has become uh, invisible in order to help us out here (laughs) as one of our panelists. And um, in our upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California, and my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. Um, so uh, let's, let's get right into it. Uh, this uh, episode is kind of a, a, a war of words or a play on words or whatever you want to call it, but just all the ways we're kind of manipulated lately with, uh, uh, with words and, you know, the idea that people are trying to win the argument by just sort of manipulating the words. And, and uh, one of the first uh, topics I wanted to get into on that is, the recent uh, attack that that uh, occurred in <coughs> Waukesha, Wisconsin, which was uh, pretty close to uh, where the whole Rittenhouse thing went down in Kenosha. Um, but this happened about a week or so after the verdict uh, in that case. And there was a parade of people and a guy in an SUV uh, wound up driving through the parade, uh, essentially, and not, not as part of the parade. He literally just drove through killing people. Uh, he wound up killing six now, I believe, <clears throat> in that. And and it's funny, too, because, I mean, this guy seemed like a real scumbag and a lot of problems with him and everything else. But if you were watching WAPO or, or listening to WAPO, the uh, Washington Post or CNN, um, you would have thought it was the SUV that uh, was the culprit <laughs> in this case, um, because the way they reported it, uh, they said an SUV, uh, yeah, you know, uh, essentially, uh, uh, you know, that, that this was caused by an SUV was the quote in one of the articles from Washington Post. And uh, CNN said, I believe that the, uh, you know, parade was hit by an SUV, you know, but of course, nothing about the guy who was actually driving the vehicle. Uh, and uh, I'll just scroll down here so that uh, you all can see. Uh, this is the uh, person who's being uh, charged with this right now. Uh, they haven't uh, done a trial or anything or convicted him, but uh, he's got a rap sheet a mile long. And apparently he had been let out of jail uh, about from a, uh, attacking his girlfriend, I believe, with the same SUV. So I guess that SUV is just just out of control. <laughs> uh, you know, and apparently it's doing, uh, you know, it's not waiting around to get us with climate change in the long term. <laughs> it's, it's coming for us today. So uh, uh, anyways, uh, you guys have any thoughts on this story and how, you know, these manipulating us with words never mind the district attorney that let this guy go numerous times and part part of his the their policy they have to impress their liberal buddies uh in um (coughs) in wisconsin so never mind that and and it's just like the left likes to blame the object like the ar-15 or you know whatever gun is used you know too too many guns too many suvs uh, too too many things uh, just out there tempting these otherwise <clears throat> pillars of society uh, with high levels of morality and restraint, like this guy. 
and uh, but if it, but they just succumb to these these temptations to take these instruments and utilize them to the best of the instrument's ability. For an, for example, an SUV can mow over more people than a regular small like a like a Prius, right? I mean, you know, you, 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 they would never say that a Prius mowed down these people, <clears throat> you know, because well, you know, that's a favored left lefty uh, vehicle. But oh my God, the SUV, the the gas guzzling SUV. That's that's you know all this American muscle and 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 uh, steel. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to get into that. <clears throat> there you go, James. <laughs> well, there's two parts of this. There's one part if if this if the media was simply being careful about how they were covering an issue to not stoke flames and, and you know to be very careful to preserve the rights of the defendant and the rights of the victims. And if they're, if that's what they were doing, then I would have no problems with it really. But we know that's what they're not because we've just watched other cases where they've deliberately stoked fires. So we know that there's an, there's a underlying agenda here at play. So we know that this is not the media being responsible all of a sudden learning, Oh, we're going to be responsible in how we cover these events. So we don't stoke unnecessary fears and unnecessary, unnecessary uh, division amongst the populace. You know, no, no, no. They're doing this because it doesn't fit their narrative. And so they're going to blame the SUV or like Tim said, they'll blame the gun. They'll blame the weapon rather than blame the person or the, the system that is actually causing this. Like they won't blame the fact that this guy should never have been about. He was a domestic abuser, a repeat domestic abuser. He should have been in jail, but yet he was out. And. You know, they went, was the first story that he was fleeing a domestic inf uh, a domestic incident that may have been involving a knife. Yeah. But no one was chasing him. <clears throat> Why are you fleeing? They, they, they didn't even add up to begin with. So the media has been altering this story from the very beginning. And it's kind of disgusting, even though I don't necessarily mind them being careful if that's what they were actually doing. Yeah. If that makes any <laughs> sense. Well, yeah, and, and, and this is uh, part of the problem, right? Because like you said, this is on the tail end of a couple of other things. I mean, we just had the Rittenhouse trial where it didn't fit their narrative, the idea that, you know, white kid goes to a, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter protest. Um, he winds up killing three people. And uh, the idea that these all could have been uh, white felons who <laughs> were attacking him, you know, it, it, you know, it just, it, it didn't fit their narrative. And so, you know, they, they kept the race part, uh, you know, very quiet other than the fact that he was white going to a Black Lives Matter protest to the fact where there were some, uh, some uh, journalistic organizations where they literally were reporting this as he had killed three black people because they just assumed he had killed three black people based on, uh, you know, CNN, Washington Post, and some of these other people's reporting because of the way that they sort of uh, played fast and loose on the race issue uh, here. You know, if, if it meets their narrative, they're going to highlight race. And if it doesn't, then, hey, look, an SUV just, <laughs> just mowed down a group of people. <laughs> That's the thing. And I don't mind the coverage being kind of careful. I don't actually mind it, except we know that it's BS. We know that they're doing it for a reason other than we're going to be careful. And that's the problem that Bob, that's the part that really irritates me. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, you know, it, it, this isn't the only, uh, you know, time that, uh, you know, race pops up uh, on things and it's just sort of taken out of context or everything else. Uh, uh, 
Uh, so in this case, uh, the uh, <clears throat> Chicago Tribune, we just came through Black Friday, right? Uh, and so Black Friday, most people realize that's a, you know, just a crazy shopping day. Uh, anybody who uh, is uh, been shopping for over a decade knows that that's the day that uh, essentially people are in the Christmas spirit fighting over uh, limited supply <laughs> of low price toys <laughs> and other electronic goods, you know, all in the Christmas spirit. But that's that's essentially what most people's experience with Black Friday has been going back decades. Uh, it's, you know, when retailers uh, essentially are trying to work their way back into the black, which is, you know, what they call being profitable again. Um, unfortunately, in our current racially charged society, anything that doesn't fit the narrative, suddenly it's it's uh, uh, vilified or whatever. And, uh, you know, and so uh, this particular thing was uh, uh, something the Chicago Tribune had. It was just, uh, I guess, uh, opinion page. Uh, but, you know, somebody put in there, uh, Black Friday should be renamed so it is not discriminating and profiling against black people. <laughs> I just can't imagine, you know, uh, where they get this stuff from. But I mean, that's the world we live in right now. And and, and just to add on to this before I throw you guys uh, this to you, um, uh, there was a uh, survey that was done by um, Campus Reform, I think, on one of the, the uh, uh, college campuses out there. And they'd gone through and they interviewed uh, kids and they asked them, well, should we rename Black Friday? And none of them knew where this came from, you know, why the term was Black Friday or anything, but they all assumed it was nefarious reasons for calling it Black Friday. So anyways, yeah. do you guys have any thoughts on that? Yeah, let's call it White Friday. I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's the, one who's, who's the people who keep telling us that Black equals bad? It's yeah. not, you know, I've never, it's, it, it's the left, it's the liberals uh, that, you know, that's, the, that's all they think about. <clears throat> I'm 50 years old. And the only people who keep telling me that black equates bad is the people who keep telling me black equates bad. So we, ha but they doesn't, it's just a color. It's just a yeah. color spectrum. I actually, I personally like black. It makes me look thin. So, <laughs> you know, it's, eh. are you, know, you saying, are you saying that black people are all thin? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> they just look thinner than they are. That's me. <laughs> Remember, I come from an interracial. I have an interracial family, and so this notion that we're to continually dividing people by race. I'm going. What race is my granddaughter? You know, she's black, white, and Asian, Filipino specifically. What what race is my other granddaughter? She's black, white, and Hispanic. What race is my grandson, who's black, white, and black? At some point, it has to not matter anymore. And the fact is, black does not equate bad. It doesn't. This is an old-time movie thing when, for black, from black and white movies where it was easy to distinguish characters. That's, that's the whole reason that black, the white was good, the black was bad. It's from a short period of history of movies, of, of color movies. That's it. Well, but it's not... Yeah. No, it's just we, we've taken that little nugget of history and pretended that it's means this whole thing that we all think about it all across culture and we don't but they keep telling us we do <laughs> well with the irony of this particular case is is 
literally the reason it's called Black Friday is because it means you're as a business, you're back in the black. And that means it's a good thing. The business understands being in the black means that you're making a profit. That's literally what it meant. That's why they call it being in the red, which is what was happening before Black Friday, essentially meant that you were still paying off all of your, your bills over the year. And everything you made after that date was supposedly putting you in the black. So that's, but you know, apparently we just can't use colors to represent anything without offending someone nowadays. Yeah. I don't no, know. they they gotta they gotta get rid of that black and red stuff too for profitability. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of another term too, that's uh, um, you know, or another case where the language is being tried to manipulate it on us to make us feel a different way. So there is a professor um, apparently. I'm, I'm can't quite remember where the professor is from, uh, but this is um, uh, Old Dominion University, and and <clears throat> so the the idea with this professor is he has uh, I, I guess he's way into the transgender type issues, and so he's decided that um, <clears throat> that he is interested uh, in in trying to destigmatize pedophilia. I guess, you know, or at least people who are uh, have that uh, affliction, I guess, you know, where they're attracted to <clears throat> minors. And so he wants to rename the term minor attractive people or MAPS. So and, and the idea is he's saying, look, this is something that people don't choose. This is maybe just the way they're born. I, I'm not agreeing with him one way or another on this. But the point is he wants to take the stigma off of these people being called pedophiles by calling them MAPS. And, you know, it just seems to me like, you know, these people are constantly trying to, I guess, win the argument or guess get what they want by just playing sleight of hand with the language. I mean, uh, pedophilia literally means, uh, um, philia means to love, I believe, in Greek. And pedo means, I believe, child or, or something uh, to that nature. And so it means, you know, loving of children, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, and the, so the, the idea that literally what it means. So, but let's not use language that literally means <laughs> what they're pointing to. Let's recreate it. So we have no idea what it means. So it, it, it's, uh, you know, we're just in chaos, but what do you guys think of this? It's just oh, they they want to get rid of that Greek language and yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> go, go ahead, James. Well, it's, this whole thing is kind of nuts because what, the, what, what happens historically is they said, well, this, this term, regardless of what it is, this term has some negative connotations to it. So we're going to use different terminology. But because it means the exact same thing, the negative connotations just follow the new language. It's not like you're going to fool anybody. <laughs> what are you actually trying to accomplish? Now, I actually kind of get it. This is a, a I get part of what they're looking at. I can under, academically, I can understand it. You want to understand where this comes from so you can properly deal with it. So I understand why people want to want to study it academically and I can understand where from an academic point of view it makes it difficult but life's tough <laughs> you know life's difficult sometimes and in an academic world this goofiness of the language actually cost him his job if he'd have just continued calling them pedophiles and pedophilia and dealing with that he could have had the discussion he could have actually had the discussion but now we can't even have the discussion he wanted to have because he wanted to play with the language and people were going, and people said, no, this is too far. And, and it was, it's, it's too far. 
Well, and, and this yeah. is the thing. I think that you make a really good point, and that's the idea that it doesn't matter if you change the language. You may fool people in the very short term, as you you know, just just because they'll be confused about what you're talking about, which in my mind is counterproductive. I mean, if you're having a, a discussion with somebody and you're only getting your way because the other person is confused, <laughs> that's that's not really a good thing. But but like you said, I mean, that the negative connotations of of what is happening there. They carry over. I mean, and eventually it'll be like, well, if, if you hated the pedophiles, you're going to hate the maps eventually, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the same group. <laughs> nothing, literally nothing changes. It's just you're just using different letters around. You know, it's just you're just moving letters around. It doesn't change anything. And yeah, God, you know, it's like, do these people actually live in the real world? I just wonder sometimes, do these people actually live in the real world? You know, we, to, to add on to this and, and just to give you guys a, a flavor, this isn't the first time this happened. I mean, this is, you know, we're having this show because this is happening constantly, you know, whether it's in it's not a person, but the SUV attacking people or, you know, the pedophile is now a map. So we, we're not quite sure who he is yet, uh, whatever. But um, politically correct language, um, that's been something uh, that that's been being changed on us for a long time. And so I found this one article and they just have a whole list of of changed language and you can kind of understand you know on some of these things maybe uh some people think maybe a, a new way of saying it might be more accurate one thing i have noticed though is generally uh in a, in a lot of cases the new term tends to have more syllables so it's not as <laughs> a lot of times but um uh you know a lot of times they're they're changing something like chairman to chairperson right or um, you know, uh, uh, here in this case, a cripple is now a person with a disability. Um, you know, they'll, they'll still be just as disabled as they were when they were crippled, but <laughs> how they're, how they're identified will, will change, I guess. Um, uh, but you know, and, and we've seen this constantly throughout the, uh, uh, you know, one of my uh, favorites, I guess, is this, um, you know, when they talk about sex change, uh, uh, surgery, versus gender reassignment surgery. And, you know, they, they, they're constantly trying to tell us with this gender and sex that, that uh, you know, gender is, is just how you identify, but it doesn't have anything to do with sex. But why do you need a, a surgery then to change with how you identify <laughs> as far as, you know, if it's, if it's all the social construct or something, I don't know. So anyways, uh, but it's just uh, one thing after another, um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, plus sized for fat, uh, you know, even to the point where uh, I, I remember one of the most ridiculous instances we had was where uh, the prime minister of Canada, uh, I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head, but uh, <clears throat> um, he Trudeau. was, uh, yeah, Trudeau. And so he was at a uh, town hall a few years back and uh, he was, uh, so a, a gal was uh, saying her opinion about something and she said uh, to, to bring peace or something to all man, uh, mankind, I believe she said. And then he stopped her and he corrected her and he said, we say people kind <laughs> instead of mankind. So, I mean, this is the kind of silliness that, you know, we, we have going on here. But uh, uh, you guys have any thoughts on just this uh, constant deluge of, of you know, uh, politically correct language changes that we have to keep up with? I'm just glad I was extorted instead of blackmailed. That's all I can say. <laughs> Made all the difference. <laughs> yes, it did. Well, George Carlin made a career out of this, didn't he? Uh, poking holes in this whole 
in this whole political correctness language where you're just changing the language, trying to make it feel softer, but you don't actually change anything. I mean, now I'm someone who uses the term chairperson as, as chairperson here in Sacramento County of, of the Libertarian Party. I do use chairperson, but it's because libertarians are a diverse group and I have to be cognizant of that. I don't get offended if other people don't, or if someone uses chairwoman or chairperson or chairman, no one, no one cares. I just do it because I feel my, you know, my constituents really appreciates it. But they also didn't complain when I didn't. So <laughs> it's, I just think it's more accurate, right? People come in and out the thing and that way we'll just call it a chairperson. So that way in documents, it's always the same. It doesn't change depending upon who's in the seat. Better the chairwoman or chairman. It's, so it's just easier. That is literally, it's just easier. That's, but in terms of other things, you're going, but I'm not, it didn't change anything. It didn't change my role. It didn't change how people perceive me. It's just like you actually said at the beginning, it made it a little better description. It was a little tighter description, right? That's really what it was. It, so it wasn't really for political correctness. It was just a tighter description. But I don't know. It's goofing with the language. It's just, it's irritating. <laughs> I, I'm just glad that pilot is not gender specific. Uh, what if we speak Spanish when chairs have a gender? What would you do with that? What would happen now? Uh, oh yeah, because I'm, yeah, I'm learning Spanish now, and oh yeah, that's that's a that's a whole. I mean, that's nothing but gender specificity everywhere. Yeah. Darn near every word. I mean, it's crazy. Well, you know, that's that's one of the funny things too is when I was learning Spanish years and years ago. Um, you know, we would have, we wouldn't have really, I, I don't recall us focusing on um, gender. We, I think we pretty much said, you know, these, this, the language is sexed, you know, and in, in terms of female and male for the, the words, you know, we, we didn't say, well, how do you identify? <laughs> and then we'll figure out, you know, what, uh, you know, how we're going to structure the language around you. Um, but that, that's kind of where we're getting to. And, um, you know, so, so there was a, uh, another thing that's been coming up lately as well. And that's that, on this whole idea of gender and how many genders are there. And um, one of the things we're hearing is that, you know, I, I think I've heard that some places are saying there's 70 something genders or there's infinite numbers of genders or whatever. Um, well, th this, this particular website, uh, Healthline actually put together 64 terms uh, to describe gender and identity. And so, you know, you can kind of see, um, you know, some of the, uh, Things are using body dysmorphia, binaryism, but they don't all appear to be pointing directly to a gender. Uh, they just seem to be gender related. So, you know, butch, uh, cisgender, which is one of these words I just started hearing in the last few years. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you start hearing people throw these terms in a conversation and, and, and it's just like I was talking about earlier. It's like you're, you're confused. You're not even sure what you're talking about with the person. <laughs> you have to go open up, a, uh, you know, some kind of an online new dictionary in order to figure out what the heck they're talking about. But um, but yeah, I, I just find it kind of hysterical that, you know, here, this, this, this health line, they only have 64 terms and some people are claiming there's more genders than there are terms. I mean, how do you know <laughs> what it is uh, that you're talking about with the language, you know? So I, I don't know, you guys have any thoughts on all this sex gender stuff? Well, all I, all I have to say on this thing is, is there's, look, for people who have, whose body and brain 
for shall we say for a kind of a oversimplification don't match i it's a difficult life so i can understand that they have to, at the difficulty they have to get through but you can't expect everybody else to be able to navigate 64 genders you can't mm -hmm. expect someone as you're walking down the street to know which one of those 64 73 10 even you can't expect someone else to know and so we, we have to have some empathy for everybody. It goes, has to go both ways. And we've seemed to kind of lost the notion that it has to go both ways. And that's really all I got to say on that. That's because you're not a lefty. <laughs> but I am, Tim. I am a hippy dippy lefty. I am, I am just, today's left is no longer left. That's a whole other discussion about left versus right. Yeah, you know? the left yeah is, you're right. Yeah. Our left is yeah. individual freedom. Far right is belief in government power. And we don't have a far left political system in, in these days. We don't have a left. Not really. Progressives are not left. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and one quick thing on all this, too, is, you know, as far as language goes, for the most part, it's a, it's a voluntary thing that you're doing, interacting with other people. And so, you know, for, as far as libertarians are concerned, I mean, think, use whatever you want to use. But, you know, we've seen where this can morph in, in some places in the world uh, with uh, everybody was familiar with Jordan Peterson in Canada a few years back where, <clears throat> you know, he was protesting laws that forced you to address somebody by the pronouns that they wanted to be addressed by. And when there's 72 genders or however many, who knows, <laughs> that becomes kind of an immeasurable task. But, uh, mm -hmm. but anyway, so let me jump over to the... Uh, uh, knucklehead, uh, knucklehead noise patrol. So uh, that's uh, finding something kind of silly that's been out there uh, by somebody in the, the press. And this time it is Andrew Fauci that we've identified. And this guy cannot keep from identifying himself as the science. He's, he's not quite sure, I guess, <laughs> that he didn't uh, doesn't understand that science uh, existed before he did, <laughs> I guess. And so he's he's going around telling everybody he is the science. And, and so and it's not just one time. We would think maybe this is just something, some nutso thing that slipped out of his mouth, but he's been running around doing this for a while now. And uh, as early as November 28th, he was in an interview uh, with CBS, and he said, if you're attacking me, you're attacking science. I mean, everybody knows that. <laughs> so, I don't know. Then, then go back to June 9th uh, on MSNBC. He said, it's very dangerous. A lot of what you're seeing is attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. Because all of uh, all of the things that I have spoken about consistently from the very beginning have been fundamentally based on science. Apparently, even his lies about masks and whether we need them or not. But anyways, uh, I'll leave it to you guys. To <laughs> what, what, a, what a narcissistic nut job this guy is. <laughs> that's, that's to say the least, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, good Lord. I am the science. What are you, dark science? What the, what the heck? <laughs> I was going to have to edit myself. I just... <laughs> I, it's, no, you're not. There is no such thing as a science. But you know, the believers in big government like to do this. Whether it's we are the science, we we speak for the worker, we speak for the little guy, we speak for the average person. No, you don't. You do not. Unions speak for union members. Activists speak for the activist class. They don't speak for everybody. No one speaks for the whole world. If you haven't noticed, we're all divided. And so, <laughs> and so this notion that I am the science. No, there, nobody is the science. The science is. Everybody arguing, and you kind of figure out what goes, what's closest to being correct. You'll end up being wrong later on. That's what science has shown. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this is uh, 
you know, a, a big problem, you know, with central planners, as, as you kind of identified here, oftentimes they imagine that their view of the world is the one and only correct one, which is why they're so cool with force, because they assume it's all going to be, you know, pushed in the direction they want it to go. <laughs> so, oh, it's just, uh, you know, kind of terrible. But, you know, there is a little pushback on this. And I guess they're starting to figure out that, you know, some people are starting to say, hey, maybe maybe uh, Fauci lied about some of this uh, experimentation. Uh, which, you know, who knows, maybe there could be some consequences for him. Although I imagine he'll say, you can't put the science in jail. <laughs> so, well, I ask him, what science does he follow? Does he follow economic science? Does he follow medical science? Is he following sociological science, psychological science? You know, there's a lot of sciences when you when it comes to public policy that have to be considered. And, you know, if you're not following those either, then you're not following the science. Well, for Fauci, it, whatever comes out of his mouth, it's just the science. But anyways, <laughs> that's all the time we have for yeah. today. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you at the next one. Until then, stay free. Thank you for watching the Knuckleheads of Liberty. Listen each week in Sacramento on Comcast Channel 17 for Knuckleheads of Liberty on Monday at 5.30 p.m and the Libertarian Counterpoint Show on Thursday at 8 p.m.